Our guidebook provides all the answers you never knew you sought on a variety of topics. While we may not have any credentials, expertise, or formal training on the topics we address, we do have some amusing anecdotes, and who knows, maybe you'll learn something along the way. This is what we call the Definitive Guide, and we are the Von Kuhlbergs. This episode is called Proposals, and it may contain some adult language and themes. Is You immediately met uh, my current wife, and you said, you should marry her, you're not going to ever do any better. That's what you said to me, and I, I put a lot of stock in your opinion. Okay. So what, why did you say that? I, guess. I don't know. That was just rude of me. I think it, it wasn't, well, <laughs> I didn't take it as rude. I was probably being very flippant and, and had put not much thought into it. And no, I was you just... said it a couple of different occasions. Hello, Armand. Hello, Mikhail. Welcome to uh, this episode. Uh, I thought we'd get right going. You you had you said you had something a story or something to well, talk about. Well, I just I was thinking about this uh, recently because in the news, um, I, I don't know do you do you follow this, but there was recently there's just a trial where this this very wealthy lawyer was convicted of murdering his family yeah murdoch yeah i've been following it yeah it's amazing isn't it that whole thing is amazing it's amazing but i'm also not sure why that is on the national news yeah no i uh my my wife made me like she wanted to we watched a special on on netflix and like things that were terrible were happened and she i I just got the sense she was like looking at me (laughs) like like I don't know, like I don't know what the message was she was trying to convey or a warning, something along the. I to, to her, I feel like um, I feel like she thinks there's lessons to be learned from that, and I I don't know what the lessons are, and I don't also don't want to ask because I I, I think it's kind of mean if she thinks that I'm she's equating me in any way to a murderer. I don't really want to know that. Huh. So you think she's trying to send you a message? I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I just feel like we're watching it and then I catch her looking at me out of the corner of my eye a lot. I think it's like the message is probably don't murder me because. Or maybe she's thinking about murdering me. Seeing if you're catching any of the clues. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like a lot of a lot of the programming we watch is supposed to teach me lessons it's supposed to impart like wisdom like she chooses programs that she thinks there's a message um and i'm probably too dense to know what the message is well that may be true but she also may be just looking at you because she likes what she sees (laughs) well that's really that's very nice thank you i appreciate that is she like licking her lips uh no uh, I do feel like I occasionally see a tear running down. <laughs> but hmm. anyway, so this prompted, and this is probably not the greatest uh, segue, but this prompted, I was just thinking about our one, I would never do that. 
uh, and I was just kind of thinking about our relationship. And then I started thinking about like, how did you know, how do we know, but I'm going to ask you, how did you know that you wanted to get married? Um, that's a good question. But before I answer it, I just, I, I want to comment that the fact that you just said you would never murder your wife. <laughs> is, I did. And I, I adamantly, I stand behind it. Is the type of thing that our murderer would say. Like, I feel like, like most people don't need to say that. That's like, like, hey, just before we talk about anything, I just want to put on the record, I would never murder my wife on the record. So that just seemed a little fishy to me. my alibi? Is that what it is? I mean, it's this is odd to me that, that you would say uh, that. But anyway. That's right. I'm I, I, my alibi, and that's why I'm going to talk about how much how much I love her and how I knew I got married because it's all part it's all part of my alibi. That's what you think is going on? I don't know. I just think I find it I find it a peculiar <laughs> statement. <laughs> but anyway, back to your original question. I think that's for many men, that's a that's and I'm sure women too, but that's a an important question uh, about how you know this is the right person for you. And I don't know. Um, I don't personally know that there's, and I've been married twice. I had, yeah. I've had some practice. I feel there. like uh, in order to, can, you should focus on your second one, because I feel like if you talk about the first time, at least you, unless you frame it as like a terrible misstep, you're going to get in trouble with your current wife. I don't want to <laughs> well, see that happen. Yeah, so she doesn't listen to these anyway. But I would say <laughs> that. Um, well, then have at lot. it. There's a lot of things involved, but to me, the it, probably the the core of it is because there's things like passion, and and passion can can weigh over time, and um and things like that. But uh, and of course, there's times where you're going to be irritated and and not get along. But ultimately, to me, the ultimate question was: Do I can I see myself long term without this person? Or am I happier and better with this person? And when you answer yes to the second, yes, I, I am better with this person. And I, I can't, I have a hard time envisioning going through life without this person. That was the ultimate way that I knew that this was different than other people that I've enjoyed dating or something. Wow. Uh, well, now that profound and romantic answer I don't think I want to go any further on this topic because I'm going to I feel like this whole podcast was your alibi set up to kill you. I thought I was going to go a different way. I didn't realize that it was going to make me look like... How did you think I was going to answer that? Uh, I didn't know it was going to make me look like I'm a murdering ass. Like that wasn't... Well, I mean, I don't think it's anything I've done to Uh, to make that apparent. (laughs) Wow. I just, I never, I never, you know what? I, I think I, I'm going to say I had those exact same thoughts. They were just subconsciously. I had it at a subconscious level. I never, I never thought about it. I, I have two, two, two pivotal things that really made me think that maybe this is a person that I should marry. In, in addition to everything you just said, which applies a hundred percent for me, you just said it more eloquently than I ever could. Right. The first was really early on. I feel like I'm going to interrupt you to actually get proof of life of your wife right now. (laughs) 
<laughs> she's upstairs, I think. Okay. She'd be happy. She she does listen to our podcast. She's a fan, uh, but she is a little worried that they're going to somehow result in a in a, a diminished uh, quality of life for her. Be like, I'm going to get fired, <laughs> or I'm going to go to jail, or something like that. Or she's going to end up in a bloody pool on the kitchen floor. <laughs> she's never she's never thought that. But All right, go on with what you were saying. I interrupted you. Go on. Were, these were things. So you you pretty much always hated almost everybody I dated. That's I'm gonna just say that. The people okay. that I meet that <laughs> by the way, I like that you said okay. Is that you a question? Or, 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 <laughs> was that a question or a statement? Well, it was just a statement, but I thought maybe no, you would I would say it's not true. I was that's not true. You you liked you liked some of the people some, early on. Not all. Yeah. I think I mean, that's very you normal. Did, you did, and I don't, and and it probably was a relationship that needed to be ended. But you did end one of my relationships. I don't want to say the person's name. But I don't. You, I don't even know what you're talking about. You, you, uh, you guys got into an argument the first time I met about University of Michigan and the University of Iowa, and it went so poorly that we never recovered from that. But. We weren't meant to be together. And I don't want to get into that. That's a whole argument over schools with your friend ended your relationship, then it wasn't meant to be. I don't know. I I don't wanna I don't wanna dwell too much on this, but you're 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 a very forceful debater. Okay. (laughs) What was the point of this whole conversation? All right, anyway, so the, the point of that whole conversation. And I'm going to have to step away. I'm going to have to get a tissue in a second because you've made me laugh so hard at this podcast. And I've learned from past experiences where I just – the last time you did this to me, I I somehow froze in place and felt like if I leave to get a tissue, everything's going to go to hell and the podcast won't be good. Uh, right. And instead, it wasn't. So um, could you just entertain yourself for like 30 seconds? I'm just stepping right over here. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby and get ourselves a uh, tissue. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. So yeah. here's why Here's why that's relevant. Is you immediately met the, my current wife and you said, you should marry her. You're not going to ever do any better. That's what you said to me. And I, I put a lot of stock in your opinion. Okay. So what, why did you say that? I, guess. I don't know. That was just rude of me. I think it, it wasn't, well, <laughs> I didn't take it as rude. I was probably being very flippant and, and had put not much thought into it. And no, I was you just, said it a couple of different occasions. Like you brought it up, like you brought it up more than one time. Like we go back, you're like, we need to go back. <laughs> it's like, you need to marry that person. Um, and, and she's really proud. And where you made that decision for me is you guys were playing a game called chicken penis. Yeah. Yeah. Where I remember. Um so I don't know. I think are you are you pinning your marriage on me I, now? Well only part. <laughs> it's only part of it. I'm pinning on you. So then that's part one. That's one of the pivotal events. In addition to all the things that you phrased earlier that I feel absolutely the exact same way hundred percent. So we we moved in together. And you remember, I lived in a one-bedroom garden apartment. You remember that apartment? Yeah. And there were no other. There was one bed, and there was like a couch here and there. 
But the entire, I don't know, did you know this? The entire time that we lived, my wife's Italian, first generation, the entire time we lived together, we had to keep up the pretense that we slept in separate places. For like who? That, for for my wife's parents. Okay. Because they were, they literally, they literally said this, this phrase, this is like a cliche, they said it to her is, why... Why would he buy the cow when he get the milk for free? That's what they told their daughter. Right. So, all right, we were we were living together for a while, and we sort of had talked about uh, marriage, but but you know, it was sort of always in the future. I was I wasn't in, in a rush, and I didn't get any sense that that she was in a rush because uh, neither one of us wanted to start a family. We weren't at the time. We we were both adamant we weren't getting uh we weren't going to have kids because we wanted to pursue a very lucrative career in theater and improvisation so you know need a lot of time for that so uh i was outside with my wife's father who asked me flat out and he's an imposing man who owned a construction company right and what do you think of when you hear of an italian man who owns a construction company what pops into your head like what is tony that soprano. yeah like so and he looked like tony soprano he's kind of imposing we're outside and we're just talking one day and he's like so uh when are you two getting married and i'm like i, I don't i don't really know uh, we haven't really thought about it and he put uh he he put his hand behind my neck. He grabbed me like behind my neck and he and he pulled me towards him and he goes, I think you should soon. I think that would be the best solution. And then just stared at me. <laughs> That's so I was I was like, I better get me I mean, what would you do at that point? If that was you? How long had you been dating at that point? Ah, uh, a year or two. I mean, we've, we've been dating a while. Like it wasn't, she wasn't, I mean, I mean, we talked about it. We, it wasn't like it was a priority. Like she wanted to get married. Um, but we, I think by that time we had sort of figured we probably would when the time was right. And then I got a, I got a threat. I, I took that as he was going to kill me. If I, didn't <laughs> I can see how you would think that. Yeah. It has how, that how, feel to it. Did did your future in laws? Did you have a? Was there any pressure, or from your parents? Was there any pressure? No, I, I would say uh, no. And you know, my wife um, is my second wife, and I married her when I was in my mid forties. She was in her early forties, and so I didn't even really go down the path of asking permission because at that point I'm like, we're we're adults here. Like I, I don't need your permission to marry i'm 45 years old right like or whatever i was um so no i i didn't have any conversation or ask permission actually i did it was the same for my first wife either i didn't ask permission (laughs) so you're Um, just not respectful i i you know i know that my current in-laws like me i I don't know that my former in-laws liked me as much um my former mother-in-law liked me my father father-in-law i think uh no take a lead me yeah. Um, and I, I don't know that it was about respect. I don't know. It, I don't know. If, I don't. That's interesting. I don't know what they thought about it. I, I probably should ask my in-laws what what they thought about the fact that I didn't ask for permission or anything up front. 
my my wife told me I had to ask for permission. So once I once I had made that decision, I didn't tell her that we were moving closer to that, but she let me know that if and when that time ever came, that um, their family's very traditional, right? And I I better ask permission, otherwise. Uh, her dad might shoot me or something like that. So, so right. I, I did, I did ask permission and um, I was terrified. It, it, it's a, it's a thing. Cause I, let's just say they, they weren't completely on board with their Italian Catholic daughter dating, uh, you know, a North shore Jewish person. Yeah. I, I know that is, I know that because you've expressed stories. That's why I'm also surprised that her father had that conversation with you as opposed to saying like, you should get away from my daughter. Well, and I don't, I don't, you know, her father's passed away. I don't want to, I don't want to speak poorly of him. Plus there's a chance that her family might be, um, might, might listen to this. So I'll, I'm just going to say, and I'm going to ask you to respect this and not dig any deeper into this statement. Let's just say that uh, the people, for various reasons, uh, compared to the people she had dated prior to me, I they came to believe I was the most desirable candidate. I, 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 I understand what you're saying because you and I have talked about it before. I will not ask any further questions. I feel like that's fraught with peril to pursue. I get you. I get Uh, you. So I asked him and I was terrified, but I wasn't sure because I I am, I'm not religious, but I'm certainly not Italian Catholic uh, religious. And I, we were out in front of my house. Like I, I just was so bad at it. Like I, I wasn't sure. Was there supposed to be an event? Am I supposed to, you know, do we go out for something? So I I knew I was going to do it. And um, we were we were in the front of my condo, and I literally just blurted out, uh, "By the way, can I get your permission to marry your daughter?" <laughs> and my heart was pounding, and he just stared at me, and he didn't say anything. And I was I was even more frightened because he was just staring at me, and I thought I thought he was I thought he was gonna he was gonna hurt me or he was gonna be really upset, but he he just started laughing. Uh, and then he put his hand pretty similar to the way he put it when he threatened me and, and he all teared up and then he hugged me and I didn't say anything. I think he walked, he walked away. So maybe, maybe that was the hug goodbye of doom and he was planning, but I felt, I took it as I got his blessing. Hmm. Okay. And then, so- sorry. So you didn't have that experience, but that's kind of led me to where I, what made me think about this. Um, how did you ask your wife to marry you? <clears throat> we had gone on a trip, uh, to the Outer Banks, North Carolina, and I had planned to do it there. And I had started making arrangements to do it during a, we were going to get a couple's massage and I was going to work with the facility. I think it was probably at the hotel we were staying, the resort we were staying at to have them bring in the ring on a tray and, I had something, but like before I got even that far in planning, she had said something about like how stupid it is for people to, to do, to make plans like that. Like, I don't know if she was specific about the, the spa treatment or what, but it definitely killed my plans then and there. Um, 
And wait, how far were you like, were you on the massage table and you were waiting for the ring? No, no, no. I, I, I had the ring, but we had, we hadn't even gone yet. to the trip, I was still like in a planning stage uh, of it. Or like, we, we had planned the trip, but I was planning like, how am I going to do it on this trip? And I was, I had scheduled the massages and I was kind of like at that stage. And like, I'm now going to reach out to the, to the place and, and figure out how to do this. And that's, I don't remember what she said or did, but she definitely killed it. And so at that point, then I took the ring with me on the trip and just figured, well, look, I'll, if there's another time that's right, I'll do it. But okay. she she pretty much killed the idea I had <laughs> to do it, um, which was like this thoughtful, romantic idea that I was building. And so how I ended up doing is we were just uh, we were out on a this hike in this like these sand dunes and um we went we we're sitting under a tree and i just kind of proposed to her there oh and i mean you're married so it went well but how did she respond at the at the time when i actually proposed yeah well she was very happy i i mean yeah she was happy she accepted she said yes you, you know. and then we talked about how she i almost didn't do it because she killed the the idea that i was building and so then we had a lot of conversation about that, but well, we, then we took pictures and all that kind of stuff. Well, well, one, I, I don't, I mean, we've never really talked about that. I'm, I'm glad that I asked you that before I shared, because I, um, I've had a similar experience, um, but I, I often feel that my proposal didn't go as well as I would have preferred. Like I would like to do it. Like my intention was it for it to be romantic, but um, it ended up not being romantic for, for a couple reasons, but, um, we went to the site of our very first date. Hold on, hold hold on. I just got an error message on uh, our stream. Uh, so I may ask you to restart that. Okay. From where do you want me to take it back? How much of that excellence do you want me to recreate? Okay. So, um, I think just the the story so the go into your story right now all right so like i said it didn't it didn't go as well as i wanted we we were i my my first date with my wife is i had asked her to not to my prom but i was i was teaching and i was chaperoning uh, a prom it was my first year teaching and sort of like as a joke, I think we might have shared this in a separate podcast. It deserves its own if we haven't. But I had I had sort of asked her to go to prom with me because I was able to bring somebody as, while I was chaperoning. And so our very first date, we went to a place called Hackney's, which is like a kind of, it's weird to say this, but it's like an upscale cheeseburger place. It's been on diners, drives, and, and dine-ins, whatever, dine-ins, drive. Um, and that was that was our first date. And we went there, and so um, I want to I want to I want to say that because sometimes people misconstrue it as I took my wife to a hamburger like a hamburger place <laughs> to propose for her, but I was trying to be romantic at least initially, and so we went there, and she had no idea it was coming, and while we were there for the first time ever, like here I have the ring in my pocket. Um, she sort of suddenly like unloaded on me for never asking to get married. Like I was totally taken by surprise. And like, cause I mean, I would have actually done it early. Like I thought we were sort of in the same spot in life. We, we talked about it. There was no, like, I'm just guessing. 
but I think a lot of her friends were getting married and a lot of her friends were, were pregnant and people she worked with. So, um, and she was kind of relentless about it. Like, <laughs> why didn't you do this? And you don't love me and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I, and I was like, I, I really, I, um, I'm like, I, I totally, I totally, I'll ask you to marry me right now. She's like, you don't have a ring. I'm like, I totally do. And it just happened. <laughs> and this again, I, re- I regret this. <laughs> say before I go any further, I, I said, I, I'll get married to you right now. She's like, you don't have a ring. I'm like, yeah, I do. And I picked up an onion ring off the table and I said, close your eyes and I'll, I'll give you the ring. And she's like, you asshole. Like she was so mad at me. I'm like, no, no, do it. And I, uh, and I, I, we had a fight right then and there because I was like, oh, now I'm in, I'm in. I started this. I got to go all the way. I'm like, you just close your eyes and I'll put the ring on your finger. And, and that was a pivotal moment because we could have easily broken up. And she was so mad and <laughs> so frustrated with me. And I don't know how, but I somehow talked her into closing her eyes. She actually did it um and it, it took a lot because she was so in. and then i quickly like grabbed the ring out of my pocket tried to get it and then put the the real ring on her finger and that was a, a really big conundrum for her because i think because of the onion ring she was preparing to break up with me right there and then wow but, probably right yeah, I rose to the occasion, and she waited back and forth for a while, um, and she accepted to marry me. But first, she called me a lot of names and accused me. And then, like when I tell people this story, uh, it doesn't always reflect very well on me. People don't understand the circumstances. Is that I I was planning to get down on one knee and have this romantic proposal, but the way it sort of unfolded, uh, I had no choice. And then, you know, I, I wish, I wish I could get like a second proposal to do because. Well, you can, you can do it again. And um, it, yeah, it sounds like uh, maybe both of you could have approached things a little <laughs> differently and better in retrospect. And then, so, but people like they, um, what is it? Reaffirming their vows and yeah. you could do that at some point and, and say you want to do over with the engagement and but do it to reaffirm your vows. I'd wait till like a significant anniversary or something. But yeah, I, I get it. I, I can see how that is an unfulfilling memory <laughs> of a significant well, event. Because when she shares, like, because occasionally we'll be out with friends and she's talking about it, like, and everybody's got a beautiful story about how they got proposed and things like that. And I proposed over a fight with an onion ring. Like that's, that's, you know, but there was a pressure. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't, I mean, well, she was basically tell, like coming at me and, and I, I should have, I should have paused. And so, with, you know, I think with, is, with as many beautiful stories that people have of how beautiful that went, I'd be willing to bet there's probably just as equal amount of stories like yours yeah, um, or even like mine, which is probably somewhere in between, right? It wasn't the most romantic, but it wasn't a grand gesture either. And yeah. I think you, the, those beautiful stories, and I can think of a couple that I've heard of, um, 
like friends of friends. So I'm not even sure they're all true, but I think they are that are were great. I'm like, oh wow, that's great. Then um, but you know, it is what it is. It's life, right? It's it's not a you know <laughs> it's the same thing to me yeah, of of the kids now, like my kids uh, in high school that do these prom they get asked to prom or homecoming and it's got to be this big extravagant thing. I'm like, right. So that's a lot of pressure. And I don't think, and this was a lesson maybe I've learned through my multiple marriages now is I don't think pressuring somebody to do something that like that, like a lifelong commitment is the way to go. Yeah. Well, see, I guess what I really did is I wanted to make sure she really wanted to get married. So I gave her, I try to give it, every possible opportunity to allow her to say no and not feel bad about it. If she okay, wanted your justification no. for that. Yeah. So like she had okay. nothing to feel, she would feel no regret if she said no. And if she said yes, that's because she really wanted to do it. So it was really like I was doing a service. That's how I'm going to go. All right, if that, that helps you, then uh, yeah, go with that. Yeah. That's good. So I, I feel like, cause I, I do want to talk about some about weddings but I feel like maybe this is a two-parter. <laughs> like, I got a lot to say. I don't think we're, I think we got another 30 minutes out of a wedding. So I don't know if we want to go there right now. I don't, I don't have another 30 minutes. <laughs> so I feel like, well, this should be a, a cautionary tale on how to not get engaged and, and maybe you know, a different, I, I, we didn't really say definitively how to do it, but we definitively demonstrated perhaps how not to. I don't even know that we definitively said how not to, because I think both, like I said, I think both of you have had, had opportunities to do better, right? Like, I don't think her, from her perspective, I don't think getting angry and pressuring you is the right way to go because it's, it's it's basically a shit or get off the pot conversation, and I had that with my first wife. Yeah. But um, I think there's and and I understand there's some point where that's a logical point in the relationship. It's like either we're moving forward or we're not, and as painful as it it would be, I would rather walk away than continue down this path where there's no certainty in the future or whatever it is. If it's an angry kind of chastising and um mean-spirited thing at this point and, and the emotions are negative then that's probably not very productive and then even if it happens like in your case then then it actually even in that moment it happened what you were pressing me to do i did and even in that case it feels unfulfilling because i ha came into it with this negative emotion because i keep getting mocked for it but but you know what here going off you said you you said something and it, and it sparked a thought i think it's the, the definitive guide on how to be at peace with however it happened as long as it works for you yeah ultimately you have two beautiful children and you have a you know a, a life with this person and so how that moment actually happened is probably insignificant. Although, you know, movies and things, Hollywood tells us that it's such a significant yeah. thing, but it's not what's most important. I, I feel like throughout this whole, this whole episode, you've been very <clears throat> profound and poetic and making like pearls of wisdom, you know, <laughs> well thought out and beautifully stated and I'm, I'm just bringing it down. 
that's just the SR relationship, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm the wise, pragmatic thinker, and you I'm, are. I'm Kramer. Is you're the comic Kramer? relief. Yes. Yeah, I'm Kramer. All right. Yeah. Huh. Well, so I think it's great. Well, we've defined uh, our our marriage with our romantic partner, and now we've defined our marriage <laughs> as friends. So it's perfect. Oh, good. So now we have another episode to record on the wedding. Yeah, I look I look forward to doing that. So we're going to have to do them as two-parters. All right. Part two. Part two. So hopefully everyone's on a cliffhanger right now. Yeah, there. no, no. I mean, I feel like we're going to hear what comes next. We built a lot of suspense. And I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to play this for my wife and just be yelling like, you see, you see. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to go well. I don't know how. I'll be interested to hear how it goes. Actually, I'm not going. I'm going upstairs to murder her. But <laughs> <laughs> right, like, this this podcast may never be able to see the light of day. Right. No, we got to keep it. I need it as my alibi. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, nice talking to you, Armand. A pleasure, Mikhail. And uh, until next time. Until next time. Peace. Out. Sun, 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 sun,